This is a podcast where I'm playing Super Smash Brothers. No, no. Thanks for joining. Stop playing Let Smash. Let me go get my Pokemon game. Quit playing Smash. <laughs> Smash we play. uh, We're not. All right, everybody, grab your Switches. No. I'm allowed to play Pokemon Go, right? You're not allowed to play anything I except Dungeons and Dragons. I just grabbed my Game Boy. Welcome to the podcast where I kill everyone in the game that's playing video games. Hello and welcome, welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure for all ages. I am your dungeon master. Except 17. Except for 17. Your friend, your pal. My name is Paul, and I'm joined tonight by four pals of mine. Pals? I'm Jeffrey, and I play Smash Brothers. <laughs> 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 Got him. Got him. <laughs> and, and also, I play Kyork. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Mogurt Stonefire. Hi, I'm Zach, and I think I still play Chris, right? Not anymore. Hi, I'm Ezra, and I play uh, Balric Nightrain. That's the one. <laughs> Balric. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to some Make Believe Heroes. We are so welcome. glad that you took the time to tune in, and we are excited to get back into it. If everyone will stop screaming right over me Welcome! You know who didn't scream over you? Thank you. Why are you looking at me? Because you one did. Time, one time. <laughs> hey, we're going to get to some D&D, but before we do, we got a couple things to discuss. First of all, first of all, BattleBards. BattleBards.com. Go. They have some awesome sound effects and music that you can use at the gaming table or in your if you're working on a D&D podcast I would recommend using them whatever it may be a lot of spice over there at battlebards.com just be careful also uh, we are going to do two things to recognize our listeners first of all if you would like to leave us a five star review that helps our show out in a big big way lets everyone know that we're great and it, it sort of helps get us noticed and if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it live on the show. And right now, Ezra is going to read a review for you. A review for you. That's me. Okay, go ahead and read this five-star review Ooh. from Night at the Museum. Museum. Lover. Mm -hmm. Wow, you must love museums. Entitled? It's titled, Best Podcast in the World. That's a, that's a big statement, buddy. It is. Anyways, I started listening when my brother told me about it right after you guys finished season three. I downloaded one episode for a trip and didn't have Wi-Fi for two days, so I couldn't download any more, so I listened to it over and over. Wow. <laughs> it took me a week to listen to each season. I've listened to each season at least twice and season two three times. Wow. Is season two even really that good? Hey. Please continue. <laughs> no, it's not. Paul is the best DM. Now, that was a big lie. Please, just read the review. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey and Alan are complete nutheads. That's true. I love all the characters except Saul and sometimes Laric. But my faves are anyone Alan or Jeffrey play. Wow. I listened close to when both of my grandparents passed away and you guys brought a lot of joy in a hard time. I constantly laugh out loud and my sister just stares at me. It is a clean, family-friendly podcast. Definitely the best D&D podcast out there. Let me just say, you guys rolled a nat 20, and all the other ones out there rolled a nat 1. Wow. P.S. My sister came up with my username, not me. Okay. 
For Mir. I also, a quick question of all of you. Who's your favorite in the Lord of the Rings? Okay. Smeagol. <clears throat> I was going to say that. Smeagol's your favorite. Where's potatoes, precious? We don't, we don't need it. What's mm. in those pockets? I'll go first. I, the, I love all the characters in Lord of the Rings, but at the end of the day, my favorite is probably Sam. I would say that's true. Of course. To be honest, Sam's the worst. Because he likes potatoes. Uh, to be honest, you're wrong, but it's okay. Potato. <laughs> who's your favorite, Jeffrey? My favorite is... I don't remember his name. Uh, describe them to me and I'll Pippin? tell you who it is. You like Pippin? He has a white handprint on his face. You're talking about the orc? <laughs> he kills oh, yes. Boromir. He's just, a, he's just an Uruk-hai. I think they might have given him a name in the movies, but it's never said. I think his name was like Lutz or something like that. Yeah, that's it. He killed Boromir. That's all that matters. Your favorite character is the Uruk-hai that kills Boromir. Yes. No. <laughs> My favorite character oh my is the guy who ran for like days and then blew himself up for no reason. <laughs> also an orc. Zach. <laughs> who's your favorite character? Who's your favorite character from Lord of the Rings, Zach? Please give me something quickly. Uh, it's a quick question. Come quick on, question. man. Can't deny that that guy had some guts. Actually, he probably just had no brain. I don't know. I struggle between Legolas and Gimli because okay. of the that only counts as one scene. Uh huh. So who do you who do you land on? Uh, probably Gimli. Okay, good choice. And you said Smeagol? Yep. Smeagol Gollum. Yours is also, is it? What, yes, it's because uh, but, I no, 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 but wait, that's two different characters. Which one is your favorite? Oh. Technically, it's not. It's just, it's yes. two, it's different, two different souls, two different people. It would be Smeagol, I probably. And yours is also Smeagol? Please be done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we know what, we'll have to ask Jeremy and Alan on our next Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a quick shout out. If you want to support our show in the best possible way, you can go to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes and do so. And if you do, even at $1 a month, we'll give you a shout out on the show and recognize how awesome you are for supporting us. Just like Christian Greer, also known as Evil Zombie on our Discord. Oh, yeah. Evil Zombie, Hello. you are the man. Uh, the the swollest of all patrons, I think. He, yep. Didn't he get the uh, superlative for most? I'm pretty sure. Swole most or something swole. like that. Swole. I think most me and him swole. both got Thank it you something. so much for supporting us, Evil Zombie. And let me roll a giant blue d20. And that is an 11. <laughs> it's real middle of the road. Let's see how things go. Let's talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes. Last time. Nero led the four of you through the Glimmerdale Forest and down into an underground cavern. Once inside, you found yourself surrounded by dozens of wolves, which escorted you to a large open cavern where their mistress awaited your arrival. In the open cavern, you met this mistress, a white-scaled female lizard bat. She informed you that her master, Kilmont the Unforgiving, had sent her and the wolves to punish Dimmerhold for proceeding with the gauntlet without his involvement or permission. The group tried to level with her to convince her to bring Kilmon here so they might right this wrong. And in the end, the matter was decided with the purest form of judgment, a trial by combat. And so Kjorg battled fiercely with Nero, the leader of the wolves, who transformed into a two-legged ferocious beast, and Kjorg defeated him by a hair's breadth. Having won, they agreed to slow the storm and to stop attacking travelers. The party must now go and speak to the king, Duron Shattershield, to see what they can do to make amends with an angry dragon. As we begin, Nero has led the four of you through the long tunnel 
to the same sort of uh, exit that you guys entered in through when you got here the first time, up around that tree that's fallen in around that sinkhole. And you are now standing down where the sun is still shining down through the gaps in the trees, and you can see that the snow is still falling, although you don't hear the blistering winds, and it doesn't seem quite as thick as it was when you came. Hmm. Well, here you are. Uh, the road will be covered in snow again, but our mistress will keep her promise. The snow will slow. I wish you good luck on finding Kilmont and convincing him. We're going to need it. How do you expect the king will respond? Not sure. Well, for your sakes, I hope that everything goes as smoothly as it can. Um, so, hey, uh, his name's Nero, right? Yes. Hey, Nero. Um, so, yeah, we were kind of on this mission to figure out what was causing all this snow, um, and killing the people. Is there any chance you could give us proof that we're the ones that found it and helped stop it? Maybe the king would listen to us more if he thought we were doing a favor for his people. Mm, what sort of proof could I offer? Your teeth. <laughs> I was about to say your I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could always come with us. No, I'm afraid I could not do that. Crap, I really wanted to drag this really big wolf in. Um, it would kill him. Of course they would. I kind of just look around at all the others. I'm like, y'all got any ideas? Hmm. Uh, I mean, they do live in a den, so they probably got bones and pieces of stuff everywhere. Just bringing back bones isn't proof that we had a conversation with wolves and a dragon person. I know. So I, I do have a foot, and Felicia's got a what? Y'all got y'all got some souvenirs from the wolves that you killed. Yes. Oh, okay. a handful of them. Yeah, I was gonna say like a paw print on something. I would be glad to do that. I I don't know how much help it will be, but anything I can do, I will. So Mogert gets her her backpack off. Mm -hmm. Her turtle shell. Mm -hmm. And reaches in there and she's got some rolled up parchment. And she, let's see, what could he put? Mm, oh, there's like plenty. Charcoal or there's like, like dirt and all kinds of stuff on the ground. Okay. I mean, so he could she easily. Just, yeah. yeah, she just gets something and she gets it out, lays it flat. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm ready for you. He steps up with his very large paw. He kind of slides it around in the dirt and then presses it onto the parchment. And uh, he takes one claw and, like, does, like, a swoop around it as well. I don't know how much help this will be, but perhaps you can use it to your advantage. Aye. Yes. Well, I must return, and you all have much to do. It was nice to, to meet all of you, to know all of you. Perhaps we'll meet again sometime. Perhaps. You guys climb out? Yep. Yeah. Climb out, and uh, it's not too difficult. You get up out of there, and like I said, you climb out on top of this tree that has that has died and has fallen over, and you can climb out of this sinkhole uh, back into the forest, and the snow has slowed considerably. It's still cold. There's still a breeze, and it's still snowing, but your vision is fine, and there's no hindrance to your sight. It's not a whiteout, if you will, just a a consistent light snow. Well, at least we can see now. And I mean, you guys can see the mountain and you can see the direction you need to go. And Chris, you do still have the map if you think you'll need it. Uh, but 
you guys are ready to start making your way back toward the entrance to Dimmerhold. And uh, you're not exactly sure about what time of day it is, but you know that time is short. So, what the, what are we gonna do? Like, the king of Dimmerhold is not going to like this. Hmm, he doesn't have much choice to like it. <sighs> I guess you're right. Which Gertie did tell me that I needed to find my own path. Maybe the gauntlet isn't for me. But if we have it, I will definitely find yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're right. The gauntlet is for me, not not you. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll definitely see you now, won't we? And she kind of elbows him. I elbow back harder. She elbows him back. Oh, man. I punch them both in the legs as hard as I can. It's not very hard. I'm small. <laughs> <laughs> At some point during the walk from the cavern to the exit, your t- extra two arms have withdrawn back into your body, York. And you are tired. I'm sleepy. You know, you might be sleepy, but more than that, you just feel like physically exhausted. So are, are those arms like pockets? Like if we put gold in your pockets. hands... And then when they go back into oh your gosh. side, Are like, you will it just me? hold? <laughs> we should try that next time. <laughs> no, that's a good yes. question. I just want to know. Wow, that, that is. That's I've never really tried girl. that myself. You thought ah, too much about this. I just um, thought that. <laughs> so you all are just sort of trying to get back to the city as quickly as you can, I guess. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. If I'm not wrong, what you have in your possession are five <laughs> sort of tokens from wolves that you killed. I, yes. Could have been four. Stones. It's either four or five, and I'm just not sure, so we'll say five. Cool. Oh, um, yeah. Because I didn't get a chance to go back and listen. Well, we'll say seven. But more so than that, the, the mission that you all set out with was, number one, kill as many of these wolves as you can 75. that are attacking people. And two, try to find out what's causing it and stop it if you can't. So that's like the ultimate. You know, It's like it wouldn't matter if you killed 50 wolves or 57, as you guys had planned 57. to do. If you figure out how to stop it, then now that's something. And here's what you've got. I'm just kind of giving it, you know, a little bit over the table. You've got this token with the paw print from Nero and the swoop that he drew on there. You also have the fact that it has stopped snowing as hard. And there should be no more reports of people being attacked by wolves. So you guys have that on your side. So you head toward Dimmerhold. It takes you a while, you know, of travel, probably an hour. I don't know exactly how long you guys, how far you went out into the, uh, the forest. We'll say that now that you can see more clearly, within an hour you can be within sight of the bridge that leads over to the, the road that leads to the gates of Dimmerhold. So you guys head that way, you get to the bridge. There are some people there as there were before. Not as many as there were yesterday, um, but there are some people on the road there. Heading in, you all walk along in the crowds, and you come into Dimmerhold, and you enter in the front gates, and there are the the many stairs that go back and forth down three levels to get down to the main floor uh, of the Moonlight Sanctuary. What is your plan? To the king's house. Pretty much that. Who knows where the king lives? Me. Me. I know. I do not. Where does he live? Um, in the mountain. Yep. 
Doesn't he live in the like chateau? Blah blah blah. Chateau. Shattershield. Hammer. Shattershield. That's what it is. Shattershield. Chris has also been there. Chris has been there. So of the four of you, Chris is the only one who has actually been there. So you others have heard of it and you've seen it because, um, or at least you two, Kjorg and Mogert has because Juniper pointed it out. So you're going to go to the Chateau Shattershield. Yes. So it's on the east side of the city in the eastern crescent. You head around. You go across the big crystal bridge. You see all the people. Uh, there are still quite a few people here at the entrance of Dimmerhold and that big archway over top. You turn to the east. You go around, and eventually the sort of central road that goes around Dimmerhold brings you to the eastern crescent, and you come into that part of the town. And you're walking through. You see all the buildings and. There are a lot of people around. When you're walking on that big roundabout road before you get into the more sort of urban part of the Eastern Crescent, you can see off in the distance the arena. And it is kind of late in the day, and it is very well lit in here, just like it was the first time that you came, the sun shining down through that enchanted ceiling. But you can hear the sound of people cheering, and the occasional clashing and booming coming from that arena. And you all remember that today is the first day of people who have come to try out for the uh, Gauntlet of the Moon, who did not have any kind of invitation. Today, those people will be trying out. Tomorrow, those with trial invitations will face those that beat the first round. And then the third day, the Gauntlet proper will begin. So you guys can hear them. You can hear the sort of resonance of that as you're making your way toward the Eastern Crescent. Noise. Awesome. Mm. You come to the Eastern Crescent. You head into town. Keep walking. You don't see anybody that you know. You see people and you kind of wave. Uh, you come upon the patch of land, Chris, that you know very familiarly now that you've been there uh, as the Chateau Shattershield. Up ahead of you, there is a large home. It looks like a big three-story house but it wraps around. Honestly, this place is laid out more like a compound than it is a house or even a mansion. It's not a castle, but it is. There's multiple wings. There's a, a left. There's a you know like an east wing and a west wing, south wing, north wing, and then like a concourse in the middle. And the one that you see as you approach is you know the I guess it would be the south wing. And Chris, you've been here, and it's like a big green open area, and there's trees. It's just a very nice, almost like little slice of sunshine here in the middle of Dimmerhold, okay? Once you guys reach that spot, what is your plan? Open the gates. <laughs> well, there's no gates. What is the blacksmith's name? Cliff? Yeah, Cliff was his name, yeah. Okay. Cliff Bar. Honestly, uh, do I remember where the door to his workshop is? Yeah, it's outside. I want to I wanna find that and just start knocking on that door. Okay, so, I mean, you guys have to sort of enter... Uh, and, and go up to the house, and there's like like cobblestone walkways that go around the house, like walk, walking paths, and one of them will lead around to what would be the western side of the uh, the chateau, and you can find Cliff's workshop over there. But you know that when you approach the first time, you were approached by other people, so you know just be aware of that. And you're gonna if you're if that's your plan, you're gonna need to to voice that to the others. I think I know a way we can get in here a little bit faster. How would that be? When we got here, I had to drop a delivery to the king's brother? No. Correct? No. No? Just, he's just, he is a shatter shield. Cousin? Yeah. No, he's his brother. 
direct line. Okay. No, I'm kidding. His cousin. You don't know. When we got to the city, I had to drop off a delivery at the house. I think I might know somebody that could get us in, maybe. Hmm. I mean, it's worth a shot. Yeah, I'm game. Let's try it. Okay. You guys are just going to kind of walk in. You're immediately seized by guards. No, I'm just kidding. I like it. I punch it. Uh, You all walk on the path forward, heading toward the chateau. And as you're doing so, uh, it's nice. It's, it's a bright. And there's trees, grass. You're walking on the path. And you're getting closer and closer to the building proper. And as you do approach, you see a couple of dwarves standing on the stone staircase that leads up to the front swinging doors of the chateau. They seem to be dressed in some sort of official livery armor, kind of looks like, you know, uh, breastplates and stuff with the symbol of Dervetter on the chest. And as you are walking, you guys just got to kind of ignore them and try and just go on to the left there. Yeah. Okay, here's what I need then. What I, what I need is I need everybody to just kind of act natural. Act natural. You know what I'm saying? And so to see just how natural you can act, let's roll performance. <laughs> D20. It's a group check. 17 plus 6. Which know. is? Which is? Oh, I don't know. I 17 plus 6. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 17 uh, plus 6. 23. <laughs> which is? 23. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, wait, let me check my character sheet. I don't, I got, I I don't know what. No, I was wait, what is, tw- what, what is 17 plus 6? I, I was pulling up a calculator. Oh, okay. It's 23. I got a 7. 7. Okay. What about Kjorg? 13 total. 13. And what about Chris? Chris, let's see it. I got a 19 plus 0. Okay, a 19 is still good enough, though. The DC was a 15, and since this is a group check, what I needed was I needed half of you to succeed. I did. And half of you did. Yeah. Balric over here is obviously the most adept at performing, (laughs) and so as you're walking along, Chris, you you make eye contact with one of them, and um, how do you act natural? Any chance one of those uh, dwarves is the one that was working out the first time I was here? Do you want that? Do you want that? Do you want it? <laughs> it's yours, my friend. I'm going to say you can't immediately tell. Just what is your when you make eye contact, what do you do? Nod, wave, or just You know what? What do you do? No, I'm going to I'm going to go for a high five. Hey, buddy, looking good. And I'm just going to oh. raise my hand up to high five him. Okay. Yikes. Oh man, that's not very natural. <laughs> no, it's I mean that's that is natural, of, but maybe he, not in this situation. He moves I mean, him. The guy sort of <laughs> Looks uh, taken aback for a second. He's like, uh, uh, uh. And Balric, you can tell that maybe things aren't, you guys are about to get questioned. So what do you do? I see that we're about to get questioned. Uh-huh. He stabs him in the throat. Got, perform. Some... Give me a performance. Oh, I grabbed Kjorg by the face and kissed him right on the mouth. That's, uh, <laughs> no, that is, uh. I holler out. Mogert just leaves. She goes. How, what are you gonna do? Yeah, what what do you do to sort of? I don't know. Okay, well here's what you know. Let me. Let, okay, okay you're some... you're a liar. You are <laughs> trying to <laughs> blend in, which is kind of your whole thing. Yeah. He's so that's spit. what I want you to do. So he like for example, you guys, you know that you guys are I going just to see had my Cliff. Go up my nose. And you're trying to act like you belong here. Oh, it burns. So maybe you say something like. Feel the like, burn. Hey, does Cliff know we're coming? Oh yeah. You know, something like that. You okay, know, act was, natural. Okay. I didn't know a name. Oh, God. His name's Cliff. <laughs> okay, so Zach says, hey, buddy, what's up, right? And then I, I see, looking good. <laughs> and I look over at him and I say, hey, 
The Cliff's in here, right? He's waiting on us. Uh, Cliff, uh, wait, I'm sorry. What do you mean? Is Cliff here? Uh, yeah, he's in his, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's in his workshop. Okay, have you, a good you, day. Uh, uh, I would have, yeah. after I get done being weird with the one, uh-huh. because I'm not very good at n- acting normal, mm-hmm. um, and I walk by, I'm just going to look back, because mm-hmm. uh, Balric's asking about if Cliff knows we're coming, and I'm like, of course he knows we're coming. He knows we're delivering the goods, come on. And I just start looking in my pouch like I'm looking for what we're delivering. Genius. They're kind of um, <laughs> like taken aback and surprised enough by what happens that you guys manage to get out of their eyesight before they do anything about it. Looking good. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so you know exactly where Cliff's workshop is. You go over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Cliffy. You knock on the door. No, I'm just going to stand outside of it. Yes, I knock. <laughs> Your character dies immediately. Don't make me hurt you. Chris. Immediately Chris, you knock on you. the door and it shocks your whole body. It blows up. Chris, Chris. <laughs> it was booby trapped. Chris. They don't call this place the shatter shield. I know where your parents live. I know everything about you. Don't mess with me, Chris. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. <laughs> uh, what's my middle name? <laughs> Risk. Rocks or in. It's one of either one. They're technically both middle names. Okay. Do you knock on the door, it's those big metal doors, and you hear a voice from the inside? You hear some shuffling, and then after a moment, the door, it comes open with a loud creak. And there's Cliff standing there, wiry, white hair, looking covered in uh, that metal dust. He's just, you know, it looks just like he did the last time you saw him. Hey, I know you're busy, but I need a favor. Oh, hey there. Um, What's the name? Uh, Chris, right? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> what can I do for you? Um, So we were on a mission for the king. Uh-huh. And we need to talk to him because we have some important news. And I figured, you know, the whole related thing right, uh, might be easier to get us in with him. Who are these other three with you here? Not the same uh, ones I saw entering with you the other day, is it? No, uh, the other two left. This is my adventuring party. The name's Mogert Stonefire. <laughs> Oh, nice to meet you, Morgan. And he reaches out and shakes your hand. It's filthy. She don't mind. Whose hand's filthy? Her, uh, his his is filthy. Yeah, his. <laughs> and I'm the people's champion! Morgan Stonefire! <clears throat> okay, so... Kyrick, that sounded like your a na- Your name is people's champion. Oh, my name is Kyrick. The people's champion! Oh, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> and I'm Balric Nightring. Nice to meet you. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, well, you know, the king, he's uh, around this time of day, he's probably eating dinner with his wife, uh, the queen. Uh, doesn't really like to be disturbed at this time of night. Uh, how important is it exactly? Mm-hmm. Very important. It cannot wait. Do you like the snow? Because we can stop it. I'm just already stopped. Uh, well, if you're on a mission from the king, then why don't you just go tell him that? What a good idea. All right, let's go knock on his door. Is that a good idea? <laughs> you know where that is? No. No. Eh, you got a point. Tell us where we need to go. Look, I'm, I'm kind of busy and I'm on a timeline, so <clears throat> let me just take you inside or one of the attendants will uh, take you to where he is and hopefully uh, he'll have a moment to listen to what you got to say. That would be great. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just starts hobbling uh, across the lawn. There's a door um, leading into what is still technically the southern wing of the uh, the chateau. He goes over, he opens a side door, steps inside. It's like a hallway that you guys are in. There's a staircase to your left, and the hallway leads forward into what looks like some sort of a big open entranceway. Uh, He goes up there, and there is a dwarf lady sort of seated there, kind of looking over some things at a desk. And as he approaches, he says, Ah, hello there. Um, These these four uh, say they need to speak to the king. Uh, on official business, uh, and uh, well, you know, um, I'm just trying to help them. I help them find out where to go. If you could call uh, one of the uh, one of the new ones, maybe to lead them over there. And this woman kind of looks up and looks around. She's a young dwarven woman. She's got like long red hair, kind of tied back. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, one of the new ones, you say? Uh, okay. Um, well, you know. <laughs> King Shadowshield is is eating dinner. He doesn't generally like to be disturbed at this time. Uh, could I perhaps take a message instead? Uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was going to say something. He did. He coughed like he was gonna. Maybe you could give him a message and we could wait here? Uh, well, if we're going that far, then I... Look, I'll tell you what. I'll have one of our attendees take you over there. I can't promise that he'll hear you out tonight. He's liable to tell you to come back tomorrow, okay? Sure. I don't think he'll mind. This is kind of a big deal. Uh, sure. I'm not trying to say that it's not, but he is a king, and he has a lot on his plate, and... It is dinner time, so I'm sure he does. And I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> I'm just saying he might turn you away, but... Uh, mm. he, here comes one of our attendees now. Um, uh, Please, if you could help, and uh, you guys look, and there's, uh, there's Juniper. Chicken attendee. <laughs> Juniper, are you serious? Jupiter! Junie? Jennifer. What are you guys doing here? Uh, thought you were on your or mission. What what happened? So we were on the mission. We took care of it already. We stopped the snow. And we did a lot of things. We did a lot of stuff. Everything's been taken care of. The red-headed dwarf kind of gives a... <clears throat> and Juniper says, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, yes. Um, what, what, what do you need? Well, uh, I need you to take these four, which you apparently already know, to the king. They say they have some important business. And we do. He is eating, so he may or may not have time for them. But if you could take them and at least give him a chance. Hmm. And Juniper kind of like uh, brushes her dress down. Oh, um, yes, uh, sure. I'll be uh, happy to take them over there. Uh, uh, okay, uh, uh, follow me. And she just turns around and starts walking. You guys follow? Let's go. Yes. I follow. Yes. Mm-hmm. She waits until you guys get outside, and she is kind of taking the long way, or not the long way, but she's taking you outside rather than weaving through the whole house. Uh, and you guys go out the same side door that Cliff brought you in. By the way, Cliff is gone. Like He disappeared the moment that this woman started talking. He's just like gone. And she leads you guys outside, and once you're out on the walkway, she says, So what happened? We fought a wolf, and then we fought some more wolves, and then... I was challenged and by a... Kyorgi, he, he fought a huge wolf. Yes. And I won, of course. Then it turned into a man. It turned into half of a man. Uh, oh, wait, a man turned into a wolf or no, a wolf turned into a man? A wolf turned into half a man. Half a man? Uh, like the top half or the bottom half? Like, he was standing on two legs and huge. Oh, hmm. 
Well, like a werewolf? Is that what they're called? Hmm. Like werewolves are men or people who get turned into wolves at a full moon or wolf-like creatures, uh, lycanthropes, you know. Oh, he was a wolf-like creature. Okay. And did you kill it? No. No. He's my friend. Yeah, he's our friend now. He brought us all the way here. Wait, 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 wait. I thought you said you fought him. Nero, king of the wolves. He fought him. They fought. Long time. Okay. Then, then he just, I don't know, he was good. He was fine. Okay. There was also this giant lizard bat lady Dragon who lady. agreed to stop the snow and stop killing all the innocent people. What? Yeah, she was very weird. <laughs> yeah, it's all true. Every bit. So so you, you killed her? No. Nope. No. no, no, no but no. she wants us to kill the king. What? <laughs> Don't say that out loud. Don't. You can't say what? So You're not. Jorg, look at me. You're not going to try and kill the king, right? No. no. Oh, gosh. Do, there will be no trying. You do need me. to talk to him, though. Well, now I feel a little bit more afraid of that. We made a deal. What sort of deal did you make? Um, we need to get Kilmont here. We also have to stop the gauntlet. No. Okay, look, this is too much. Look, <laughs> let, let's just get you guys to the king. Okay, let's just go. Let's go. And she kind of picks up the pace. Now she's like practically running. She leads you around. Jupiter, slow down. You guys go like between, like through this little stone overpass that goes between the southern and the western wings of the chateau. You come to the big northern building over there. You go inside, and uh, she sort of waves at people inside as you go along, but they don't say anything. You know, they, they've gotten used to seeing her face around here enough over the last few months when she's been in and out of Dimmerhold. And uh, she leads you guys upstairs. You come upstairs, and you turn, and you go down a long hallway, and there are two doors on the right side, and there is a dwarf standing outside of each one. They look like someone wearing serving clothes. Well, I'll say they're both dwarfs. One of them is a dwarf, and one of them is a gnome. Uh, and the first one that you come upon is a male dwarf. And uh, Juniper walks up to him and she says, uh, Hello there. Um, we have urgent business and we need to speak to the king. And the dwarf kind of looks at her blinking and then he looks at the other of you and he says, Oh, I'm afraid we can't do that. He's eating, he's eating dinner right now. I'm not going to interrupt him. You have to wait. And she says, uh, I think it's very important. Um, perhaps you could just ask him. And if he says no, we'll wait. But Please, you know, if you could just, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to do that. You don't understand, I can't interrupt the king, so you're just going to have to wait. But I'm the people's champion! Mogert Stonemaier! I, I still don't know why we have to yell that Yeah, I don't know time. why everyone is screaming, <laughs> um, but we really do need to see the king. Uh, I'm sorry, he says, I'm not going to let you in. I take out my pot and pan. For what purpose? And I start clanging it. It's okay. the people's champion! Okay, so so what what do you roll to annoy somebody? Performance? We'll call it persuasion, okay? Georg, roll me a persuasion check. Okay, that's 17 plus 1. Okay, that's actually pretty good. The dude like holds his hands up to his ears and he's like, oh, "Look, just please quiet down. You're gonna, you're gonna get us in big trouble. Look, I'll, I'll ask him, okay? If you'll put that godforsaken hammer down, please." 
Okay, I put it away. <laughs> so he's literally going, boom, boom, boom. He steps inside, <laughs> closes the door behind him, and you hear some talking for a second. A couple moments later, he walks back, he opens the door. The king will see you. He's not happy about it. Thank oh. you. Oh, yeah. We did it. He holds the door open. You're the man, sir. He doesn't respond. He just looks flustered. The five of you, including Juniper, step inside. And there is a long table. The king is seated at one end of it at his seat, his hot chair. He has his hot plate chair. in front of him. His hot chair. <laughs> his tall chair. <laughs> I want to eat right now. Oh, my gosh. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> You can't get nothing Feed by these people, man. Feed me baby. Wait. <clears throat> the king is seated at one end of the table. Uh, he's got his food spread out before him. And his, who you assume to be his wife, the queen, is seated to his right. As you all step inside, he doesn't have a fork or a drink in his hand. He just kind of has his hands locked together in front of him, resting on his belly. His wife, however, has turned her chair to face the direction that you all are standing in. And she has her arms crossed. She is the queen. Wow. The door closes behind you all. Juniper kind of uh, nervously walks forward. Uh, Your majesties, uh, I'm sorry to bother you. I'm so sorry to interrupt your dinner. Before she can even get the words out, the queen. It's quite all right, Juniper. Would you like to tell us what it is um, that's so important that you had to interrupt our one moment of peace during this hectic time? And the king leans forward and pats her on the shoulder. Barda, my dear, please calm down. It's all right. I did send these on a mission. They're just trying to do what I asked them to do. And uh, she kind of gives a, <laughs> and uh, like turns back toward the table and she's like picking up a napkin and she's uh, dabbing at her, her mouth. And he says, now, please, please, Juniper, no reason to apologize. Just uh, let us know. What is it? What's, uh, what's so important? What's so pressing? Juniper kind of looks around at you guys and she says, uh, well, um, actually, I, I, I wasn't there, so they should probably... Kjork? Uh, yes, we fought a wolf and then we fought some more wolves. Uh, you know then, what? Actually, Kjork, maybe... maybe. Um, and then we <sighs> fought the king of the wolves. Did, His name was Nero. Are any of you uh, able to and talk about there was also things? a dragon lady who said... That she, <laughs> that that you shouldn't be doing the 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 tournament because uh, Kilmont is not here. Kjorg. and Mogri gets her backpack off and oh. she pulls out the paper that has the print on it. Hmm. So here's some proof that we're not just making this up to win the um, mission that you set us on. And she hands it to the king. I fought the king of the wolves. His name is Nero. That's his stamp of approval. And the late dragon lady, she said that she would stop the snowstorm blizzard. And also she would stop the killing of the innocent people on the journey. But she wants Kilmont to come and judge you. And she thinks you should die also. <clears throat> And, oh, and, God. and the gauntlet oh, of the moon. Okay, all right, all right. Everyone, please. <laughs> what do you do with this, Paul? <laughs> Juniper walks over to the, 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 the wall and just lays her forehead against the wall behind you guys. 
The queen's face is blood red. Who let Kjorg? He just started talking. We're all just sitting, me and Zach's in the corner going. Yeah, yeah. You've got Meat Shield 1 and Meat Shield 2. They're the people talking. And me. 20 intelligence, not saying a word. 18 charisma, not saying a word. Because this ain't really my fight. I don't care. I'm just like. Mogert's okay. also laying pieces of the wolf out. Oh. <laughs> I have a negative one intelligence. The only reason I did not say anything. Let, let, no, 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 no. No, it's too late. It's over. The king is going to respond. It's Kjorg, right? Yes. I remember you from the meeting. So I'm assuming that this all has to do with the mission of going out and killing wolves and finding out about what's causing everything. And I. I'm getting bits and pieces in there about wolves and kings of wolves and dragon ladies. I don't know what, but let me see if I can piece some of this together because, and let me also offer you some advice. Don't walk into the home of the king of Dimmerhold and say they want to kill you. <laughs> People aren't going to take kindly to that. Now, me personally, I'm not ruffled by such things. I'm a simple guy, but the truth is I have no idea what you're saying. So let me ask some clarifying questions. First of all, did you find out who is causing the storm? Yes. Yes. And your name is, he says, looking at you, Mogert. I'm Mogert Stonefire, and she puts her hand out to shake his hand. They're probably pretty far away from each other, ain't they? Or you is she and her? Close? Uh, no, it was you're him. not close enough to shake hands. She puts her hand out and says, I'm Mogert Stonefire, and then she realizes they're kind of and she just puts her He hand stands up and walks over to you and shakes your hand. Oh. Welcome, Mogert Stonefire. Uh, any relation to Gertie Stonefire? <gasps> yes. Well, she was a warrior of great renown, I hear. Uh, I remember reading lots of stories about her. <laughs> I suppose you must have received an uh, invitation for the gauntlet I for did. your family. We did. All right, well, you know, uh, he kind of pats it's you on the head. The- you know, the first one to realize it, and it is a really good... All right, all right. Well, let, let's focus here. Uh, 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 Sir Gnome, uh, you, what's your name? You said... Uh, my name's Chris. Chris. Oh, it's nice and to... I do this, like, weird bow-type kneel thing, because okay. I'm nervous and uh-huh. I don't know what to do. Uh, n- n- uh, it's all right. There's no need for all the formalities. It's just us in here, and you hear the queen again give a... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he just kind of he gets a little bit of a sheepish look on his face after hearing her do that uh, anyhow back to business you say you figured out what's causing it yes can you tell me what it was we did figure out what was causing it we did not get her name she said she served Kilmont the Unforgiving uh Kilmont the the uh he looks visibly kind of like surprised. The the uh, yes, the Drake on Kelly. Yeah. Uh, I see. Um, well, that is. Uh, are you saying that Kilmont is responsible for all of this? She said that Kilmont would not be happy with you running the gauntlet without his approval. <laughs> oh, Kil- Kilmont hasn't been seen. In Dimmerhold, in centuries, there have been gauntlets. <laughs> I mean, yes, we've been on a long break, but there have been gauntlets since Kilmont was last here. What can, uh, so, Kilmont, you're saying? Let me get this straight. Uh, and when she, when he says that, you hear a chair scooch, and the queen 
turns around and kind of steps up to you all. Are you trying to say that Kilmont the Unforgiving wants to kill my husband? It's in his name. <laughs> He's up but my husband, but but Duron's not done anything to Kilmont. Okay. We didn't meet Kilmont. We only met some woman who said she was a dragon-looking woman who said she was a servant of Kilmont and she yeah, I, wanted I... to kill the king. She looked kind of like a lizard and a bat. I don't know. Uh, it's a lot to take in. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a lot to take in. And what's this about the King of the Wolves, too? He was... Oh, yeah. He had a debt of some sort to this woman. To the woman or to Kilmont? To the woman. To the woman, I suppose. Or was it to Kilmont? Oh, it's definitely to Kilmont, yeah. It was to Kilmont, yes. Yeah. To Kilmont. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like playing uh, a dumb character. Well, you're not dumb. You're just. I love it. Yeah. Just game. negative just one intelligence, boys. Uh, okay, so let me get this straight. You met this woman. She says she's from Kilmont. Kilmont wants me dead. Kilmont's angry, and the wolves are are being led by this king of the wolves. Nero, you said was his name, right? Yes. And so what? What do we do? We need to get Kilmont here. Uh, <laughs> you want to bring Kilmont here? The thing. Uh, what? It no one knows where Kilmont is. Oh, we'll find well, him. I, mean, I assumed she... he was dead. This is the first I've heard of it. Well, we told her, didn't we tell her we talked to you, we talked to him, and then we would tell her and she would tell us where Kilmont was? Didn't she no, say that? No, no, she, no. she did not tell no. you any such thing. No, I she made said, it up! <laughs> jumps out of a window. This is all a joke. Okay. Anyway, she did though. No, she was a no. She was causing the storm. Oh yes. But she did agree to cease the blizzard and outrageous storm, and also the killing of the innocents. If we could somehow get Kilmont here to judge the situation. Okay. Look. This is very outlandish. I have no reason not to believe you. Well, actually, I can think of a few. <laughs> uh, Me too. Uh. Well, we got evidence the snow was slower. Is the blizzard slowed? It has. Yes. Yes. Do we have any reports of that? He says to Barda. Again, it's just your word. And, and, and don't take offense, but ah. do you have anything you can show me? Any sort of token? Mogert? Mogert has been over here building the sandcastle with all the pieces <laughs> that you got out of her backpack. Okay, so do you say something? Uh, tokens. <laughs> oh, so ah. I have this parchment that Nero signed. It's pretty good handwriting for a wolf. Uh, okay. <laughs> he, to the he looks at it and it's the paw with the swoop. This is strange, but. Aye. It's <sighs> the only parchment I had. In my bag. Uh, he, he looks at the four of you again. Juniper is still just kind of leaning with her forehead against the wall. Well, I'll say this. It certainly looks like you've been through it, uh, he says, looking at Kjorg. And Kjorg, you kind of realize for the first time you're pretty scarred up. You've got slashes on your arms, and you've got a big wound that's not like bleeding freely, but a big nasty-looking gash on your shoulder. Ah, uh, yes. These are marks of the battle with Nero that... That's the whole... She made us have a trial by combat to see who 
whose word would go through, ours or hers. He looks at Barda, and she kind of looks meaningfully at him as well. Well, you know, a trial by combat certainly certainly sounds like something that Kilmont would have done if all stories are to be believed. He was a moral pinnacle, for sure, and responsible for leading the dwarves in in, uh, much of what we believe today, but uh, he could be a you could be a cold judge. Look, let's say for the sake of of everything, let's say I believe you. We've got to bring Kilmont here and somehow appease him? Yep, something like that. And what about the gauntlet? I mean, the four of you have gone through all this trouble for the gauntlet, haven't you? I mean, why are you here if not for the gauntlet? For the safety of the people and you. You're here for my safety. Okay. You want to know why I'm here? <laughs> yes, I do. I was sent here by Paylor. Oh, no. I'm actually Paylor's champion. And <gasps> What? Oh, yeah. It's a great story, but it's a very long story. But there are people called the Unchained who seek to unleash the secret, dark, evil, chained god. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. George, just an open book. And they like to say this little phrase. Oh, no, 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 no. And it's called something like... Juniper turns around and she grabs you by the arm. And they say something like, whoever is chained is going to be unleashed... You said that, and you can all see that Durand has gone pale as a ghost. Aye. So, you're not really here for the gauntlet then, are you? Oh, I'd like to win the gauntlet, too. I I am here for the gauntlet. I've only only just heard all that. <laughs> Mogert's holding her shell like, like a teddy bear mm. in her arms. <laughs> Look, we don't have time to get into all this, but... Um, I can see the mark of Paylor there on your chest, and obviously there's a connection there. You come in here, you're talking about dragons, talking about wolf kings. Now you're saying that Paylor himself has sent you. I know about, I know about what was chained. The whole world now is gonna know. After what happened in Fallen Grove, what happened to Atonia, soon the whole world will know. In fact, there are many who think we shouldn't even be having this gauntlet, but there's ever been a time when the strongest of us need to step up, show our worth, and come together. It's now. All right. You've convinced me. I believe you. I don't know how to find Kilmont. And if you're here and you're looking for the Unchained, then I assume you have reason or are you saying that are you telling me that Paylor thinks that they're going to be here next yes <gasps> they are going to be here next they're probably already here his wife steps over closer to him and kind of puts her arm in his they were in Branshire in the summer I know about that the winter solstice is some sort of special occasion 
Yes, it to is. Where they can somehow break part of the chains. That's what they tried to do in Renshire at the summer solstice. You were there. I faced a man named Braxen Tarek and I defeated him. Oh, by the gods. It just doesn't get any easier. <laughs> okay, look. I'd like to have a long talk with you about that. The day the gauntlet begins is a new moon. Fourteen days later is the winter solstice, and for the first time in a long time, that day also lands on the night of a full moon. It's going to be a powerful night. That much is for certain. And I don't know what they've got planned, but I'll tell you what we can't do. <laughs> we can't face the Unchained on one hand and Killmont the Unforgiving on the other. You don't suppose he's aligned himself with whatever dark forces these are? No, he's the most just person there is, right? So the legends say. I have no idea. Barda gives a little, <clears throat> and then she says, Well, I don't know where you can find Kilmont, but I know someone who might. Who? Doron turns around and looks at her. Who? What do you know? And she kind of looks at him, like kind of cocks her head to the side, and she says, The Eldrum. Oh, yeah, well, you're right. But And she turns to the four of you, or the five, I guess, with Juniper Sander as well. Uh, there's a there's a dwarf, an old man. He, uh, well, he's a bit of a famous figure, if you will. It was surprisingly, because he's an old hermit. He doesn't hardly speak to anyone, and he hasn't been seen in, in decades around these parts. But there's an old dwarf. We all called him the Eldrum. He, uh, when I was but a wee girl, he would come. He would bring gifts for children and he would uh, visit the temples. He was just a sweet old man and hardly ever spoke a word. But um, he's been gone now for years. When my mama and my papa were were but we children, he was there. And when their parents were but we children, he was there. It's been said that he was one of Kilmont's knights in the War of Light in the earliest of days, and that Kilmont blessed him in some way and gave him long life. But as I say, he's not been seen in decades now. Honestly, it could, it could be a century or more. I assumed he passed on, finally. And he may have, but, well, if you could find him, there's anyone in all of Manumi who knows where Kilmont might be. It's the Eldrum. Well, we can try to find him, and I also have a few other people I could try to contact on my rock phone. <laughs> you have a rock phone? Doron just looks at you, and he decides he's not going to ask. <laughs> All right, well, look, the Eldrum is, uh, he lives in the far north. It's, it's a long journey. Ah, journey. <laughs> and it's a treacherous place. It's, uh cold, bitter cold, and there are monsters. If you don't know where you're going, it's deadly. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll get you a guide. Someone to lead you to the far north through the, the frozen wastes to where at one time we know the Eldrum did live, and he may still be there. 
And whether he is alive or dead, perhaps there you can find an answer of, of where to find Gilmont. And these are a lot of ifs and hopes and wishes. I'll be praying to Dervetter that you find this dragon, that you bring him back and we can make amends. What a great ally it would be to have if we were to face these dark beings. Uh, I thought you said dark beings. Dark beings. Bar- Barda speaks up. Well, who, who will you send? Who, who will be a guide for him? Oh, well, you know, I was thinking probably ask Torgan. He could lead him. And she says, oh, yeah, Torgan, he could certainly do it. I thought he'd kind of gotten out of it. Well, yeah, but he'll do it for us, won't he? He turns back to the four of you. You all hope to participate in the gauntlet, do you? Yes. Well, you know the gauntlet's supposed to begin in not even two days now. We better get going, then. I'm afraid it's going to take you a bit longer than that. Never mind. Even with Torgan helping you, there's no way you can reach the place where the Eldrum might be in fewer than three days. Mm. So here's what I'm going to do. I promised all of the competitors that if you helped us with the wolves and such, we'd give you a leg up. So since you went the extra mile and found out exactly what's going on and are now going to go even further, I'm going to give you a super leg up. (gasps) Tomorrow are the trials. The day after is the first day of the gauntlet. There are dozens of competitors. So what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to place your latest in the roster. You're going to have a week. I'll give you one week. One week until the four of you are to compete in the gauntlet. In that time, you got to hurry. you got to find Kilmont. If you're not here in a week, then I'm afraid you won't be able to participate in the gauntlet. And and that's okay if, if you can't. But if you, if you hope to do that, and I'd love for you to, to show the world that, well, we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop with joy. We're not going to stop with victory. And the strongest of us are still going to stand up. So we got a week, you said? We're all in it, right? We ain't got to have, now we ain't got to have any. No, this has got you in. Okay. So when he talks about that, Uh I'm going to speak up after he gets done talking. I'm going to say, well, since uh, we're pretty much in now, Wait a second. Uh, what did you say your name was? Balric Nightring. Balric Nightring. Mm-hmm. He's a nice fellow. Uh, I know Balric Nightring. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know him. I didn't know you knew Balric. He kind of puts his hands on his waist. Did you get an invitation? You can say that. You're telling me he knew him the whole time and we went and talked to Cliff? No, wait, wait, wait. No, see, you see, I know Balric Nightrain. We met some couple of years ago over in Foothill Village. And while that is quite a similar getup to what he would wear, you're not Balric Nightrain. What? Wait. What makes you say that? Doron holds his hand out. And you hear this this sort of humming sound, and a large warhammer comes from leaning against the wall on the opposite of the room into his hand. <laughs> Is he Thor? Good lord. What's your name, half-elf? And don't Uh-oh. lie to me again. Okay. Well, since him being the king, I'm not going to push it any further, because uh-huh. I was going to come clean anyways uh-huh. eventually. <sighs> All right. And as I'm speaking, I start taking off the... Facial hair? Take off the facial hair, and then I have... 
what he would usually wear under the robe anyways. Mm. So I take off the robe. The cloak, you mean, right? Yeah, the I take cloak. off the cloak, and you see a, a fa- no facial hair with a scar running down his neck. Mm. And they'll see green clothes, brown boots, with uh, white hair. And I'll look up and I'll say, the name is Claren Dree. Is that supposed to mean anything to us? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> you lied to me. It's like I hardly knew you. <laughs> so, Claren, I'd like for you to tell me quite carefully. First of all, why it is that you're pretending to be a friend of mine. And second of all, where is Balric Nightray? And that... And that- is where we're going to end this week's episode. No! Really? I want to know where Balric Notrain is. I know where, you know he where is. he's at. He's not listened to that. Oh, he hasn't? You think, Kjorg, have you listened to episode episode two? No. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he has my no word. idea where Balric Notrain is. <sighs> I knew that there was some... Weird thing? Secret. Yeah. That you didn't know. Name. Well, okay. they found that out in episode two. Uh, well, you know, the... Uh, I the, the veil has been lifted. Mogret's really confused. I just won't, don't listen to the episodes that I don't that I'm not in, be, especially like when something's going on because you don't want to know. Then I I don't want to yeah, know. Yeah, it's fun. Because then I can find out and it's like, hey. Yeah. Well, let's say hello to Claren. I mean, you know, Ha-ha. listeners, you already knew something was up. Hey, Claren. It's like you met Claren and then he disappeared. But hey, now I'm gonna have to listen to that episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We are uh, so excited to get down to business to defeat the huns have to wait till next week i love you we love you guys thank you for listening and we'll see you next time enjoy the spaghetti bye we love you goodbye oh yeah and also if you leave us a review let us know in the review if you even have a little bit of admiration for that guy who ran for days and then blew himself up, <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna just go. I'm just go. Cause you're you're not, not, let me turn on the and it'll be the. Don't. Don't do this. <laughs> oh, oh. No, I don't, I I don't want that. this. I don't Game want this. Game Boy Advance. It's been a while since I've played a Game Boy Advance.